Have you ever wanted something so badly that you would go along with anything to obtain it? Ahab had such desires. He wanted something that didn't belong to him. Ahab did offer to pay for it or replace it for another, but the person refused. In this society, we are obsessed with our advancements and possessions. Many people often accomplishing this by any means necessary. Let's jump in. I'm Monique and this is Unfiltered Devotion. Today we'll be reading 1 King chapter 21 verses 7 through 10. It reads, And Jezebel his wife said unto him, Dost thou now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee thy vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and the noble that were in his city dwelling with Naboth. She wrote in the letter saying, proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people and set two men, sons of Beliah before him to bear witness against him saying, thy doest blaspheme God and the king and carry him out and stone him that he may die. Let's look closer in verse seven. And Jezebel, his wife said unto him, doeth thy now govern the kingdom of Israel? Arise and eat bread and let thy heart be merry. I will give thee the vineyard of Naboth, the Jezreelite. In these verses, we will get a glimpse of Ahab and Jezebel's marriage. So, in the previous verses, it talks about how Ahab approached Naboth to purchase his land, and he refused. Please feel free to go back and read previous scriptures so that this can be in context. Ahab returns home upset. Jezebel asks him, Are you not the king of Israel? This is my interpretation. Then she instructs him to get up, eat something, and to cheer up. She declares that she will get the vineyard for him. Many people would not say this, but God has been dealing with me regarding me. Most women today possess this type of control over their husbands or desire to control. Ahab and men like him, passive men, are always... Ahab and men like him, passive men, are most likely found with these types of controlling women because they don't want to or know how to carry the weight of leadership. I have news for you. Every man with a family is in a position of leadership. Adam displayed a moment of passive leadership when he took the fruit from Eve. Okay? Abram, or Abraham, fell prey when he allowed Sarah, or Sarah, to help. You know, when she suggested he take her handmaid, and they had Ishmael. Let's not look at the spirit of Jezebel, as people tend to call it. Instead, let's take a look at the demonic influences in her life. I think that people, mostly men, have used this label whenever a woman isn't carrying herself according to how they feel she should at any given moment. Allow me to point out 
that a controlling wife is a woman in rebellion. I know firsthand because I was a controlling wife with a passive husband. At the time, I did not understand the assignment. As a wife, a wife is a helpmate. Genesis chapter 2 verses 18 to her husband. Ma'am, I'm not saying that you're supposed to be a doormat. I now understand that it is our job to walk beside him, encouraging him as he learns how to be a leader in his household. Then on his job, next in his community, and finally in church. I understand now that if a man can't lead his household, he can't lead in areas in his local church. Y'all better go read Timothy. Verses 8 through 9 reads, So she wrote letters in Ahab's name and sealed them with his seal and sent the letters unto the elders and to the nobles that were in his city, dwelling with Naboth. And she wrote the letter saying, Proclaim a fast and set Naboth on high among the people. The thing that jumped out to me in these verses was Jezebel was writing letters and using the king's seal. Understand this. During this time, any document that had the king's seal on it had to be carried out regardless of what it said. Look ahead to Esther when King Ahasuerus wrote a decree to kill the Jews after being manipulated by Haman. Ahasuerus explained in the second half of Esther chapter 8 verses 8 for the writing which is written in the king's name and sealed with the king's ring made no man reverse. I imagine Ahab in close proximity to Jezebel as she was writing these letters and then her just leaning over and asking for his signet ring to seal it. She goes on to instruct the local leadership to fast. This is usually done when there is some type of calamity in the land, droughts, famine, etc. But then she tells them to put Naboth in a seat of honor. I think she wanted Naboth to be in the spotlight when he was going to be accused of the unforgivable sin. Verses 10 reads, And set two men, sons of Beliah, before him to bear witness against him, saying, Thy doeth blaspheme God and the king, and then carry him out and stone him that he may die. Jezebel had two men accuse Naboth of blasphemy of God and Ahab. This woman has no respect for God. She doesn't even worship God. She was a pagan queen. But she used the laws of the land to have a man murdered. Look at how she manipulated the entire city by having two men giving false statements in order to have Naboth stoned to death. This brings us to the next characteristic of Jezebel. She was a murderer. Now take a moment. I ask you, how many have you murdered? Proverbs 18:21 reads, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruits thereof. Naboth's situation is a perfect example. I mean, his death came about because of two 
individuals lying tongues. Let that marinate. Our words are like plan B pills to people's hopes and dreams. Because we can't fully comprehend the move of God in our own life, we have a habit of speaking negatively when someone comes along excited and nervous about new opportunities, desires, and hopes in God. Example, I told someone that I had a desire to move to another country because I want to be immersed in a different culture. And all that individual could do was list off all the bad things that could possibly happen in that situation. And then when they were done with this exorbitant list, their suggestion how about you just visit? It's not as dangerous if you visit. Why put yourself in that much danger when you don't have to? I learned that day. Everybody is not meant to know your dreams, assignments, or hopes. Some have ill wills, ill intentions, and others just aren't visionaries. And we all fall into these categories from time to time. So be careful that our mouths are not murderous instruments aborting the dreams, the hopes, and the desires that God has put in somebody else's heart for their purpose, for their calling, for their mission that he has divinely designed for them. Let's pray. Father, we come before you asking that you forgive us of our sins because we have sinned against you alone. We ask that you open our eyes to see the type of people that we really are. If we are guilty of having a controlling nature, Father, please humble us. If we are guilty of lying and murderous tongues, Father, please deliver us. We yield to your transformative power. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. We thank you in advance for the changes you are going to make in us. In Jesus' name, amen.